I want to do a, a shameless plug real quick for the, for the men's retreat. I encourage any of you guys that are interested in going to that to, to hold those dates in your calendar. Um, I think we'll have a good time. We, we haven't done one of these since I've been here. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I can't say I've ever been on a men's retreat, but I'm looking forward to it. And, and I know it's at a camp, and that's what men do. They camp, Ken. <laughs> Just so you know, Ken. I know you're a little nervous about that, but you'll be okay. We'll, we'll hold your hand, not really. But <clears throat> we'll, we'll encourage you and make fun of you at the same time, while you're there or not there. So, um, I, Can you back up to the family time slide? I just want to say something real quick. Uh, I, Marilyn takes these pictures for us. And uh, Marilyn, where is that? I want to click it. Wow. <laughs> exactly. I've been there. I got lost on a horse there once, I think. No. Near Uray. Near Uray. I know where Uray is. I've been, I've been to Uray. So um, could you imagine if we were singing those last two songs there? That would be really, really cool. That's what I kept thinking of. Just gives me chills. That is beautiful. Thank you for those pictures. I, that's, that one was really moving to me today. I really appreciate that. Well, guys, I have good news. Today is the last day that we're going to talk about social media directly, okay? So you got through the social media series. Nathan will have something different next week, and then we'll move on to uh, a series about our neighbors. But I want to wrap up a few final thoughts about social media and this idea of social faith, being faithful in social media. Realize that maybe you don't use social media, but a lot of the same things that happen on social media, happen in real life as well. Not knowing, for instance, not knowing how to react or not knowing how somebody will react to you sharing Jesus, that happens on social media and in real life. And it can be one of the scariest things that we face as Christians. Not knowing how somebody's going to react to the idea that we're sharing Christ with them. This fear of us can, it can seep into every aspect of our lives and, and help keep us from sharing Christ. We easily can make Twitter friends or Facebook friends or just social friends that we might know, that we might go out to dinner with, but we may not share the message with them. We may not try to convince them that Jesus is who Jesus is. We may not, under, we may not share with them an understanding of who God is. It's easier to engage people on a kind of a superficial level where we don't have to have those deep conversations. But it's easier to engage people in evangelism online as well because we don't have to see them face to face. We don't have to see their gut reaction to what we're saying. And sometimes that's what we like because sometimes when we're on there and we start talking about Jesus and people go, Oh, really? You're talking about why you're such a Bible thumper? They come back at us somehow. We just unfriend them. We just block them, or we just don't share the message with them anymore. And it makes life maybe a little too easy for us. We have to remember that God is our strength, and that he gives us a spirit. And, but the spirit that he has given us is not a spirit of fear. Therefore, we should do... We should be just as fearless when we're online as we are when we're face-to-face with people. We should live without fear when we're sharing the message of Christ. If you brought your Bibles today, our scripture today is in 1 Peter. 
1 Peter chapter 3, starting in verse 15. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord is holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are, you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. <clears throat> in 1 Peter chapter 3, the apostle explains that we should always have an answer ready. We should always have an answer prepared when people come to us and say, why is it that you believe in Christ? Why is it that you go to Southeast Church of Christ? Why is it that you believe in God? This shows that our testimony is a crucial part, not just to our evangelism, but to who we are as Christians. Whether our testimony is about passing on a hard class or, or getting through a family member's death or, or experiencing a mission trip, it doesn't matter. We need to have that story and we need to have that story ready to go. It can be easier to share these stories on social media, but then there's dangers that comes with that. I believe it's fine to share those messages and, and those experiences on social media, but there's some dangers that come with that and we need to be aware of that. Everyone enjoys a short Snapchat story or a Facebook post or watching YouTube of somebody else's life. It's one of the most popular things on YouTube right now. I, I follow a guy on YouTube myself, and I just watch him hang out with his kids, mostly. It's a lot of fun. He's a great guy. With all the differing opinions surrounding religion online and all the differing opinions that there are in this world, you have to be careful because if you post something online, like your own testimony, people might take advantage of that. They might attack you. They might not understand where you're coming from. We have to remember that we need to be of good character and that we need to post things. And when we respond to people, that we need to be patient in our response. We need to be kind. We have to remember that we are likely to be in the presence of our family members online, and of our friends, and of our church, and of our coworkers that haven't heard about God or that don't necessarily participate in our same beliefs. And rather being fearful, we should commit ourselves afresh to Christ our Lord by proposing to live for Him and be ready to explain to others gently and reverently why we behave the way we do. A simple explanation of our good conduct may take the wind out of the sails of our critics. By simply telling people that I act the way I do and I believe in Christ because what he did for me can simply stop a lot of what happens. Using social media to evangelize or spread the truth about Christ can definitely be helpful and useful. And as we approach this coming Easter season, this coming Resurrection Sunday, we're going to be talking about neighbors, and we're going to be talking about how we reach out to our neighbors. Social media may be a way that you reach out to friends and family and neighbors 
that maybe you didn't do before. As we post and we talk about Christ, we can shed a light or spark an interest with others who might not know him. However, it should not completely replace our effort to spread the gospel face-to-face, to have contact with people face-to-face and share a relationship with our friends, our coworkers, our neighbors, our family, and even strangers that we might come in contact with. When we do more evangelizing online than in person, we have to be careful. We have to be careful and consider, are we doing this for our likes? Are we doing this so that we get more likes and more ticks? Are we doing this for the kingdom, for the glory of God? These days, the world is full of people who say, I don't have an agenda. And then they immediately pull out a piece of paper and want you to sign on the dotted line. Sometimes, as Christians, we're guilty of this kind of evangelism. Sometimes we're guilty of this agenda-driven kind of gospel. Especially in the ways that we use social media to talk about Jesus. If we want to proclaim the gospel effectively, we need to think carefully before posting about Jesus in the social media world where sincerity and sales pitches are often easily confused. Remember, on online media, we don't always get the emotions right. We don't always get the facial expressions to help understand if this is a sales pitch or if it's sincerity. On social media, there's an underlying desire to gain approval, to to get likes and to get postings, to have the perfect picture, to have the perfect caption, to have the response to the perfect answer. That is not the way life works. Online it works because we can take time to airbrush things and fix things up. We can become so used to sharing the great airbrushed moments of our lives that we forget. Life is messy. People stutter. People fumble over words. We can forget that the spreading of the gospel is a real-life event. It's not something to be polished. not something to be perfected. something to be shared. something to be lived. Online, we can, we can post the perfect statement. We can delete and rephrase, copy and paste. We can get it exactly the way we want it to say it. But when evangelizing out in the real world, we can't always rely on that. We can't always rely on that. Instead, we have to rely on the Lord. We have to trust that he's going to give us the words to say. He's going to give us what we need at that moment, whatever that might be. It's going to give us a conversation to have that doesn't have a script. We can't sit back and wait for everything to be perfect to evangelize. Part of the effort of evangelism is the faith that it requires. It's the faith that it requires of the Christian to spread the truth, to spread the message, and to spread the the love that God has given us. We can have the tendency to remove that faith aspect and say, well, I shared on social media. Doesn't that count? Yeah. But you could do more. We can have the tendency to, to remove our faith aspect because it's complicated. And we don't like it. 
That's not what God wants for us. As good as it is to be careful and diligent in proofing our post, we should be mindful about our reason behind going on there in the first place. Our reason is to share that message, that message that's not a polished message, that idea that is not a polished idea, that, that theology where one person gave up their life for everybody else. I want to share with you, the, with you a video. This is what happens when we're trying to make something perfect. Just to make the experience what it's supposed to be, what, what we think it's supposed to be. And this YouTube video, it's by comedian John B. Christ. A couple gets engaged, but they can't seem to get it perfect. You'll, you'll see. Can you play the video? So insane. This is there's nothing better than this, right? This is the greatest. Unbelievable. Look at this. I can't believe I <gasps> Madison Marie. Will you marry me? Oh, babe. Wait, you hired a photographer, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. It... I am so sorry. Do you mind um do you mind actually coming a little bit closer? I just I don't know if it's gonna share that well. If it's like what? so far back. Madison Marie, will you marry me? This is still from the back. Do you mind if we just switch spots so that the camera's... Madison Marie, will you marry me? Oh, my, my hair's up and I didn't realize. Do you mind if you scoot back so we get the skyline in the background? Madison Marie. Cut. Sorry, I don't like my middle name. Uh, can I take a look at that? I just want to see if it's... I wanted this to be a surprise, but at least you could have given me a hint. I don't look good in any of these. Okay. I'm sweating right now, and this can't be good for my complexion. What are you talking about? The lighting is, like, really harsh. I probably look like a Picasso painting. It's... <sighs> Cloud-wise, what are you thinking? More? Yeah. See, when, you, when you turn around, is right. it already going to be open? Yes. Madison Marie. I'm already wearing it. Oh, wait, all right, take it. Okay. Give me the ring back, and oh. then we'll start from the top. Okay, okay. okay. I read a blog. The perfect time for engagement is, like, 5 to 5.30. I'm trying to do something fun for you, and you ruin it. Ruin every. Oh my gosh! Okay, I don't try. know if I can even do this anymore. All right, here we go. Well, you're gonna be that. You're gonna be turned around. Right. Anyway, so I'll just start right. on my knee. Everything Thank you. Knee. You got a double chin in this one. Switching things up. We're gonna have camera guy here, sound guy right here. John, continuity sake, right knee. I'm gonna go left hand. It's gonna be bigger, right? Can you Photoshop that? As soon as he opens the box, we're gonna have a sweeping zoom motion, and then coming all the way up, revealing the beautiful skyline. I'm going to say yes, and it's gonna be great. All right, from top. So then I'm gonna either go here or here. What do you okay, think? How about, or we could go this way. Right? I feel like no one sees me though, because my face is pointed That's fine. out. No one needs to see your face. <laughs> say it a little bit more like you believe in it. Like do it. How would I say it? Marrying you would be hashtag relationship goals. Who says that? You will! <laughs> Rolling! I just want it to be like how they do it in the movies. I don't know. I'm just not feeling the production value in this. Production? What what do you want from this? Oh, uh, I don't know. First thing that comes to my mind, La La Land. They didn't even get married. Spoiler alert. Cut. Madison's engagement. Take 43. Great. Hurry. First positions. Put that somewhere. First positions? What? Babe, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Look at all these likes. In our desire to be perfect or to be seen as perfect, sometimes 
just not worth it. It's just not worth it. In the world of theater, actors are given a script they can memorize and they can rehearse before they go on stage or before the camera. The actors can perfect that. They can tweak it. But when actors are put on the spot, they're asked to improv. It's a much more difficult task. The improv takes a certain amount of faith. Faith in knowing that what they're going to do is going to get a reaction from the audience and it's going to get a reaction from the other actors that they can respond to and that they can play off of. But some of that is going to be unexpected and they're going to have to deal with the unexpected. That's the way it is for us when we evangelize. Rather, it's online or in person. It should be raw and fresh and sincere. It should be something that's unpolished. When we approach people in this world, it requires a level of faith, a level of faith that we must trust in the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is going to be there. It's going to do the improv for us, as opposed to creating the perfect post or the perfect script. We need to just trust that Jesus is with us, and he knows what to say, and trust that we will do what we are supposed to do and share his name. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessings you've given us in life. We thank you for things like social media, even though we may not use them correctly, or maybe we don't use them to their full effectiveness. Lord, we ask that you put it in our hearts, that we we focus on what social media is doing and how it's changing the world around us. It's changing the way we communicate. That we be mindful of the way that people communicate nowadays. That we might be the best evangelists that we can be for you. But most of all, Lord, we ask that you put it in our hearts that we trust your Holy Spirit, that we trust you, that we put our faith in you and you alone, that you will share with us. You will give us the power that we need. You will give us the help that we need to share your message with this broken world around us so that more might hear your message and might come to understand who you are, might come to understand your love, and might accept your Son as their Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.